Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies, movies, movies. Each episode is about a specific movie, one specific movie to be exact, and we'll of course introduce that movie in a little bit. But first, I would like to invite you, yes you the listener, to listen to the last episode of the podcast if you haven't. The Back to the Future episode, it was the 50th episode of the podcast, so we went all out by discussing Back to the Future in in the entire trilogy. It was a lot of fun. But also, if you are a listener, and you want to have us review the movie that you want us to review, I said that a little bit weird, but you understand, uh... Send us an email at ff.filmfreakswithaz at the end at gmail.com or comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z on YouTube and or just talk in the movie stuff section on my Ferret Nation Discord to have us uh, add it to the list of movies that will go into the fan vote. That's right. Okay, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret, who... Am I here with Radio Waffles, Animation, and Callus? Callus, oh, uh, it's not just Callus anymore, huh? Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> can't even say it. It's, it's Callus. Just Callus. I only said just Callus like, <laughs> like for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 we're glad to all be back here. Um, Hope everyone enjoyed that Back to the Future conversation. I know we had a lot of fun discussing it. And yes, there was a little bit of controversy, but hey, what's what's a Film Freaks episode without <laughs> a little bit of controversy, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there's going to be any, any con- uh, controversy with this episode because we watched the movie Cloverfield from 2008, which was recommended by me, Yemi the Ferret. It was directed by Matt Reeves. And the synopsis is, five young New Yorkers throw their friend a going-away party the night that a monster the size of a skyscraper descends upon the city. Which, I don't think it was actually as tall as a skyscraper. Nah, whatever. Told from the point of view of their video camera, the film is a document of their attempt to survive the most surreal, horrifying event of their lives. And this stars uh, Matt Reeves as like a radio announcer, Michael Stahl, David, T.J. Miller, Lizzie Chaplin, Jessica Lucas, and Odette Annabelle, just to name the main characters because everyone else is kind of like secondary characters. They're, they're still important, right? But mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just too many to talk about. Um, so I wasn't really sure where to start the conversation on this because this movie does feel like a time capsule for like 2008 you know, you got Nokia sure everywhere. You got, you know, <laughs> the old school camera tricks. And it does, and, you know, the, the whole party atmosphere, like, it just, it just screams 2008, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. It sure definitely. does. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Luckily, the, luckily the, the events of this movie didn't actually happen, so it's not that big of a time cancel. But it, it, it does feel like, <laughs> you know, you watch this movie and you're transported back in time to, like, the, the, the late 2000s. And um, I like that aspect of it. You know, it makes it feel real, you know. Um, and uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the fact that it's like a like a shaky cam kind of thing, it, it actually felt like it's, you know, it, it actually draws you in. It's actually immersive. And you feel like you're actually there with them, even though, you know, I don't like a lot of the shakiness of the shaky cam. 
I uh, I remember Greedy saying he got motion sickness from this last time we watched it. No, I was just giving out a warning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I said I got it. I'm yeah. pretty sure you said you got motion sick. We'll have to review right. the tapes. Controversy. <laughs> yeah, controversy. <Here's> the controversy. <laughs> well, how'd you feel this time? That's all. That's all. That nah, I was fine this time. I was yeah. fine. I like the scene where they first uh, meet the giant monster. They're in, still in the city, and the uh, military's coming through. That was a pretty good scene. Yeah, there's a lot of like really intense action moments that. You know, it's filmed from the perspective of a civilian, a bystander, so it's not like we're in the middle, like, well, they are technically in the middle of the action, but the action's not, It's the movie's not like, you know, it's not like about them, you know, so, or it is about them, not about the action that's happening on screen. Um, and unlike a movie like Godzilla from 2015, I feel like this movie shows the monster just enough for yeah. the concept yeah. to work really well. Yes, agreed. Because the difference here is, like, this is about the people, you know, like, experiencing this horrific event while Godzilla was just, like, it wasn't sold as that. And it's like, it's Godzilla. You guys love Godzilla. By the way, he's barely in it. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, I think they showed more. I'm sorry, Gree. I think they showed more of, like, the monster in this movie than Godzilla from the 2015 movie. (laughs) I was about to say something yeah. similar to that. They they show it just enough, and then at the end, they show like like actual like good you know five ten seconds or however long you want to say it was for, and then they don't show it again. That's perfectly okay. It's like okay, you get an idea what the monster is. Daylight, you see yeah. it. That this is it, and move on. Yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, the monster was the thing happening but it wasn't the point it's the point is you know how horrible and terrifying this is to these people yeah they they really uh did a good job of conveying that um even though like some some characters weren't acted as well as others i i felt like you know you really did feel like you were a part of the group and that you were going through the events with them yeah, I'm kind of yeah. glad that the camera guy was like behind the camera the whole time because, I mean, come on, he has like a very punchable face, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once he grew like a goatee or a beard or whatever he has in like later movies, it's not as punchable. <laughs> but yeah, TJ Miller as a, as a baby was very punchable. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a good comedian and stuff. Yeah, he was recently in that underwater movie, and he still was like the worst part of it. So I don't know how much he's actually improved, but yeah, you know, I, 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 he they they sold him as like the dumb guy, right? You know, when he was yeah, hanging uh-huh. the sign, and yeah. but it's just so distracting when. And I even wrote this in my review. I think it's the only thing I wrote was him just yelling, "Rob, Rob, yeah, what are we gonna I do, Rob, to... Rob?" Yeah. And it was just the entire movie up until like the very end. And I was just like, oh, my God, just shut up for five minutes, please. (laughs) I think that's what really Uh, drags the movie down is just him just yelling the entire time behind the camera. All of them. Not just him. Just all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I had had more problems. Especially when they go in the the electronics store. And yeah, he's like ignoring him, and he's just like, "Rap, rap, rap! What's that going on? We gotta go, go, man. We gotta get out. We gotta get out of the electronics store." <laughs> so, um, I didn't want. To, so, like, they talk about you know this is like the the found footage type things. Like, oh, we found this tape. They, I think they did a real good job of like uh, with tapes, especially back in the day. I, I know you're young and well, Callus probably remembers, but uh, the rest, uh, of you, uh, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you stopped recording, it like 
skipped a few frames, and then when you hit record again, it starts up again. So that's why we get that little flashbacks to, you know, his perfect day or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, but the very beginning when you, like, you know, it's his perfect day or whatever, and you're like, okay, fine. And then when it cuts to his brother on the street, uh, and he's just recording because she's like, here, use this camera to record testimonials. It's like, who would just randomly like, oh, I have a camera. I immediately have to turn this on and just walk around with it forever and while we talk. It's just, <laughs> it seemed a little unnatural. Like, I know it was, it was a good way to introduce these characters, but at the same time, yeah, it just it felt unnatural. Yeah, the way I see it is, you know, Rob gave um, HUD a job, and he was like, he was like, I'm I'm now gonna be the camera guy, you know? Yeah, no, Especially no, because that girl HUD. that girl like felt was like had interest in him recording. So I think that's yeah. why he like stuck with it the entire time. Yeah. No, for HUD it made sense. Like once it hit, switches over to HUD, I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes most sense because he also wants to document what's going on. No, it's just the very beginning when it's just his brother and Lily walking the streets. Okay. And oh, that part, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, No, I want you to do like this camera testimony and he's just like why, why would you be recording this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It should have just gone straight to the party. You know, they could have figured a better way to kind of introduce us to what's going on. Or we just would piece it together as the night goes on because suddenly Jason would be like, that was the brother's name. We'd be like, hey, HUD, do this for me. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like that, that whole first scene, introduction scene was kind of unnecessary. I kind of like literally forgot about it until you mentioned it just now. <laughs> yeah. That was the one, like I said, the one real bad scene, or the scene, I guess, that stood out the most to me is just unnatural. Like, a lot of it, there's so many unnatural parts where it's like, okay, at this point, he definitely would have put the camera down. But yeah. that but that scene definitely just felt a little forced. Yeah. Thank goodness the monster didn't eat the camera at the end, because then <laughs> what, what would he have, right? No, it ate half of Fudd <laughs> and was like, ugh, this is gross, I don't want the rest <laughs> This tastes pretty stupid. I'm I out. thought this guy was going to be good because he's so punchable, but, <laughs> but he's not. I, I did like how they had the camera recording while it was inside the monster's mouth. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed that. I oh, that I did. Was, yeah. I yeah, thought that, that was, was kind of a nice touch there. I guess spoilers jump into the end there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, you should understand right how this podcast end, works by now. Yeah. We jump all over the place. Right. Yeah. That was quite the durable camera. Yeah, <laughs> following that far too. Yeah. That was what, and, like, man, it, there's I actually felt, most, multiple scenes like that. Yeah, there's a few yeah. times where I'm like, the lens should be cracked by now, at the very <laughs> least. Like, the spirit could still be running, but this lens has got to be cracked. Like, there should just be a crack on there. Yeah. I, well, I guess it's they, they since the tape wouldn't record. Well, no, the tape would record the cracks. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah I mean. It probably would have helped with some more immersion thrown in there. Um, yeah, especially at the very end when, like, that's the main one where he's eating HUD and drops it from a height of like, you know, a hundred feet or something, and it's like, th no, no damage to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, oh. mentioning the height, um, I don't. Th I mean, that monster wasn't as big as like a, a skyscraper per se. I mean, maybe a smaller scale one but in from... any other city he'd be taller than a skyscraper <laughs> okay not any other city but in a lot of other cities in the city and maybe they uh just kind of oofed on it like he looked you no know, taller than the buildings 
especially in the beginning, but I think what Yemi's referencing is the ending where we see the monster and he didn't look that tall. Maybe I don't know. Could no, be I I agree. Work. I agree. I think I think they kind of uh, lost the scale of the monster throughout the movie, yeah. um, because it goes from you know it goes from a towering you know frightening monster and then you see it from like above or from an, a specific angle, and it just doesn't look as big, you know. Well, it's because like thought... some of those uh, like higher angles like made him seem short, but he I... is like like ten twenty stories high you know yeah the Here's problem i have theory. is that you know the, you have the buildings around it to give reference mm. and it's so yummy i have a theory for this okay all right so as he as he drops off those little mites or whatever they are uh they're actually part of him and so he's yeah. losing mass as they drop and oh. so that's why he's getting smaller throughout the movie but eventually those little things will come back and then morph back into the tall one interesting mm. <laughs> or maybe he's getting shouted and he's losing limbs no <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't show any structural damage to the monster throughout the whole movie. So, yeah, that's true. I thought also, I remember he's... like a recording at the end saying like the nuke didn't work either. Yeah, they said that. But also, like he has like very long limbs, so uh, he, technically he could like extend or stand up straight and be much taller. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice this, notice that he's got like these frog type long limbs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so the other thing, going back to the end, um, when HUD dies and the camera's lying there, like 10 seconds later, Rob and Beth pick up the camera. It's like, the creatures still be there. It's only been like 15 seconds. Oh, like you, you said, he ate the stupid guy and he's like, my job here is done. <laughs> I'm out. <Yeah. laughs> See ya. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, it just always seemed a little weird to me. It's like, should the monsters still be nearby? Like, why do you feel safe running to get the camera? <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing is like his his friend is like half eaten and dead on the floor. Like, what motivation did he have at the moment to pick up the camera? Also, and like, well, I think at that point he knew they were gonna die, so he wanted to record that little testimonial at the end. Like, mm -hmm. I'm guessing, but like, I mean, that would be the last thing on my mind. I would be thinking, yeah. huh? You know what? I got I gotta record this. It's <laughs> all for the documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lucky that the camera didn't get completely destroyed, or that wouldn't have you know mattered at all <laughs> yeah and i do like the little homage to at the end there beth doing the blair witch i'm so scared into the camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's not dripping from her nose yeah yeah if you haven't seen blair witch you should because it's like the original found footage movie yeah, yeah, that that's what I got mixed up last time. And even though it is, you know, Blair Witch is like the first like found footage movie. Um I think that Clover's Field did like push it into the stratosphere. Because yeah. after this movie came out, I mean, you had movies like Paranormal Activity and um there was that superhero one that I th don't remember the name of yeah. and they just Hancock? started to come out. Uh no, Hancock is not it. It's oh, um Hancock it's the one with like the Oh no, think of it that has Dane yeah. DeHaan in it and uh like the kids get the superpowers and there's a lot of yeah. movies where the found footage doesn't work. And yeah. you know, you look at a movie like that one that I, we just talked, you know, referenced with the superheroes and that movie seemed very forced with the found footage theme where as a movie like this, a movie like Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch and uh even the first Paranormal Activity, it feels natural, it feels real enough and it makes it a lot more believable especially yeah. especially in the case of like the blair witch because that is um a pretty visceral 
experience. Well, and Blair Witch when they advertised it, there were no credits or anything at the end. Like they didn't advertise it. So like, oh, it's a found footage movie. This was like this is actual found footage. Right. And so it freaked everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. And later, I think they went back and added credits and stuff. Once, I, once they finally, went, yeah, I got no. It's it's a fake. It's fake. Yeah. This isn't <laughs> Here are the credits. Yeah, I'm I, I am um kind of a fan of this genre, but like I said, it just it kind of became oversaturated and then it died out after like the mid like the 2010s came around. I think that people well, stopped. We're still getting random paranormal normal activity movies. Like I think there's a new one coming out next year. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, I just saw an ad on it. I think on YouTube. Last decent one, I and it might not even be like a found footage. Is uh, either followed or unfollowed. It was about that. It follows. Like, horror... No, no. It's oh, Skype and like. Oh, you're talking doing... about unfriended. Unfriended. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those ones I, I put in the uh, shit tier. <laughs> <laughs> there is a movie called Searching that I want to see that is like a similar thing where the guy's using the laptop to find his oh, daughter. I, I've seen Searching, yes. I haven't that, seen like, that one yet. That one was decent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Unfriended and the Dark Web one, those ones are like laughable like movies. <laughs> I've never seen the Dark Web one. Guys, this is, this is Dark Web. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but uh going back to the movie um one thing that really stands out is the quality of the set pieces they have and then also because it's all shot at night um a lot of the cg stuff for the buildings looks really really good yeah the monster is aged a bit like it doesn't look yeah, well especially during the daytime the oh, daytime yeah. the monster looks it looks like a ps2 game almost <laughs> but during night, I mean, because at night you can cover things up a lot more, a lot better. Yeah. And actually, I, you know, it it, seems, it still seems pretty believable to me at night. Yeah, I, think I was just about to say the, that. The little mites or things or whatever, they did really good on those. And then obviously, I think they had some puppets of those too, which helped. Yeah, I think like the fact that the found footage uh, quality is like much lower. They were much, they were able to hide the uh, the CGI much better. It was only until like the very end when like they fully showed the monster that I was like, okay, yeah, that's that looks like bad CGI. Yeah. <laughs> but for most of the movie, you know, yeah, it does look look pretty good. And I was yeah. I think, uh, uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, Greedy, go ahead. I think uh, filming most of this at night was uh, another, you know, I guess not a movie trick, but it was much better because like you walk around the corner and there are the little minion things, and you're just like, oh god, banana, <laughs> banana. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, not those minions, please. No. <laughs> Even worse. Please, I'll no, take please. The exploding bite bug. Over but if that. it was like shot during the day, I think we would be a little more critical. Yeah, for sure. Probably. Um, but I, I was really impressed by uh, like the sets they had because I mean those weren't like small, you know. Because for some reason I remembered it all being like in buildings and stuff, and it's like easier to do that, but. No, I mean, they, they actually built, like, that whole set with the building being, you know, toppled into the other one. And, you know, with the military going by, they actually had, like, a full street to to work with. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, when the head of the Statue of Liberty comes crashing in, I mean, that's all that's all a set piece there, too. It, it's actually quite really? impressive. That looked kind of like CGI to me. Well, the head coming in was CG, but the smashed oh, okay. cars and the building being, you know, kind of rubble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all you know, on set, and that's actually really well, impressive. I mean, that's not too surprising. If you've ever been to the back lot of Universal Studios, 
Yeah, but you like, have to remember the budget of this movie. <laughs> it, this is more so of an what, indie. So what was the budget? Let me look it up real quick. 2008, so probably not much. <laughs> um. Oh, they had they had a quite a, a good amount of money. Actually, I'm wrong about that. They had a uh, 25 million to spend on this. So maybe it's not as indie as I thought it was. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying I mean, it was produced I mean, by J.J. Abrams, so yeah, still, still kind of low, dip, you know, considering the the scale of the movie. And yeah, it, it earned it it earned 172 million worldwide, so yeah, it definitely nice. made its money back. <laughs> well, now we know where the budget went to, like the the really good set pieces and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, and the and the TGI is is good until later on in the movie, you know. So yeah, well, I, 2008, it was good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's still good by today's standard, I would think. Well, yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not amazing, amazing, but but 2008, that was really good CGI. Now you look at it and go, okay, it's a little dated. It looks like 2008 CGI. <laughs> but yeah, like like Amy mentioned, uh, one of my favorite scenes was like that rooftop scene when they're like going through the buildings. It like it kind of gave me a sense of vertigo and something about that scene I really like, even though there's like not really much going on. It it actually. It got me, you know, like really tense when I first saw it. I, I think I saw it in, in theaters, and yeah, it's like a very, a very memorable scene for me. Yeah, the scene where they take Beth off the rebar as well is another scene that I always remember, even though you don't see much of it. But like the way it's framed, like yeah. the camera of kind of because they're on a slant, the camera kind of falls into this rock and like frames it perfectly, where you see her legs freaking out as they pull her off. I will say yeah, though, that was having a, a shoulder wound that bad, um, she recovers pretty quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like three scenes later, she's just like, "Whatever, it's no big deal." <laughs> yeah, it, it almost looked like in the middle of them going across the seal, uh, the rooftops again. That all of a sudden, in the middle, she's like, "All right, I'm going to start moving faster now. I don't, I don't care about this wound anymore." <laughs> I mean, part of you probably would, like you adrenaline are. would kick in and stuff, yeah. and you probably <laughs> wouldn't care. You'd be like, "Okay, no, I will worry about this once we get to safety." Yeah. <laughs> um. And obviously, that doesn't work out for any of them. Well, besides well, Lily, I guess yeah. Lily gets to safety. Yeah, Lily is the only Maybe. one that we see. Actually, we don't. See, you know, we don't actually see her death. So you know, she yeah. she might have survived out of there. Yeah. Yeah. They could sure. do a sequel with Lily. Maybe they were planning that, but it probably never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Speaking of planning a sequel, um, did any of you, like, stay for, like, the very end of the credits? I kind of... I thought I remembered something after the credits, so I kind of skipped around, tried to get to the end, and I couldn't find anything. There was... Yeah, like, at the very end, like, after the music stops and, like, the credits are almost done rolling, uh, you hear some static and, like, a, a voice whispering, like, Oh, I forgot exactly what it was, but it's like help us or something like that. Hmm. Someone definitely says something at the very end. I didn't notice that because I know, like I said, I remember the radio saying the nuke didn't kill it. So if they're still alive, they're going to be dead soon of radiation poison. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, it might have not been a nuke. No, they talked they about just... being. They talked about and dropping a nuke. Um, like the hammer down. Oh, okay. Yeah, hammer down. down is code for a nukin. Yeah, I see. Because they tried the carpet bomb with the with the with the big bomber the that was in the sky. Well, that almost yeah. worked. It almost worked. It's well, that was the that was the big fake out at the end. You know. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> we got it. We got it. And then he suddenly just like helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that was the other thing. How did they survive the helicopter crash? Yeah, that's that's one of the more un, unrealistic things. Like, even more unrealistic than the camera falling from the monster's mouth and not yeah. breaking. Because helicopter crashes, I think, have like a... I mean, you gotta be super lucky and for three people to get out of that alive without, like... Yeah, uh, I feel like they... The movie, like, that should have just killed them all there. And then, like, the camera is still, like, cracked and just you know, sitting there, and then you, like, hear the nuke siren, drop the nuke, and then you get the stat, you know, the thing on the radio, because they're actually in a, you know, a military vehicle, so the radio call would go to there. Yeah. Assuming it survived, and you then you'd hear, it, it didn't work, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And it also makes sense why they would find the camera. Well, my theory was that, you know, the bridge collapse save the camera from being destroyed by whatever yeah oh i agree yeah, but like, it, yeah. why would they think to remove the rubble and everything and my theory is that eventually down the road they beat the monster and they were cleaning up the mess of new york gotcha and they Maybe. the government got a hold of the footage to kind of understand exactly what happened in new york you know that night I mean that's a good that's a pretty good find you know like the entire yeah, account of like everything. Right. Everyone saw at the end though, right? The thing crash into the ocean. Wait, what? So the final shot it goes back to the the best day and it shows them on the Ferris wheel um, while it's looking at the ocean, like on not Ferris wheel the. No, they're on a Ferris wheel. No, Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah, Ferris wheel. Um, you see, they're looking out at the ocean. You see something crash into the ocean. Really? Yeah. I and completely missed that. So that's the you know, that's supposedly the monster the monster's egg or something. And I was wondering if the Paradox movie, um, Cloverfield Paradox, you know, it talks they're on like a space station or something, and I was wondering if maybe they created the monster and then they crashed into the ocean, if it explained that at all. Do you want me to yeah, spoil me? that or I don't care. Go for it. Yeah, I mean essentially the end of the of Cloverfield Paradox is this you know, there's like one scientist or space astronaut left and they put the uh they they make the uh spaceship explode and what that does is it releases this monster and it also brings the space station back to uh the reality of earth because for a while like they're out they're not in the same reality as where they were so for a split second the space station explodes and because of the explosion the egg gets launched out or the monster gets launched out, but the spaceship still is stuck in an alternate reality at the end of the movie. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. It, so like, eh, it's not that interesting. <laughs> I, I'm not well, gonna lie. <laughs> like, you feel like it's got to be like an egg or something because it's not nearly as big as the monster was, and this took place, you know, um, a few weeks before. So I figure, like, the, in the few weeks, it got bigger and bigger, and then came to land. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's what I would think too. I I don't remember it clearly enough because by that point in the movie I was just like, please be over. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the main gist of it is like the the space station explodes and I'm pretty sure like the monster just gets ejected out from and goes back into reality. So gotcha. That's what, I mean I figured it had to end with that or something because I'm like I know it's a prequel. It's got to explain this thing coming crashing into the ocean. But it's but it's stupid because the entire movie doesn't even like it's just like Twelve Cloverfield Lane. The entire movie is not actually about a prequel to being you know this monster movie. It's it's literally just about yeah. these astronauts bumbling around 
trying to figure out what's going on. And then at the end, it's like, oh, there's the monster. And there he goes. Bye bye. You know, like that's <laughs> that's just the disappointing thing about the prequels and sequel, I guess, to this movie is like they were just they tacked on the sequel prequel parts. Right. And I understand it more with like 12 Cloverfield Lane because that was a completely different movie that they added on the Cloverfield stuff at the end of it. Um, yeah. And that causes it to be like a disjointed mess at the end. Um, but it's with, just with, called Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, um, and Cloverfield Paradox is like written to be a prequel, and it doesn't have. It hardly has anything to do with Cloverfield. <laughs> it's the last last ten minutes. They're like, yeah. aha, and this is how it ties in. So I don't know. Uh, I just you know because I, I I enjoy this movie enough, but it's not worth it to go watch. I mean, it is worth it to watch the Cloverfield Lane movie. I think. But it's yeah, not. It's, not, it's definitely not movie. worth it to go watch the uh, paradox. Yeah, uh, I would I'm sorry. I know you want to. You want to <laughs> avoid talking about uh, yeah the prequels and sequels, but I got you on it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know me when I, when I'm hot about a subject, I'll just I'll talk <laughs> about it. Don't worry. <laughs> so, what were some of your favorite scenes from Cloverfield? I already talked about like the rooftop scene and how that's yeah. probably one of my favorites uh what do you guys liked i found the entire scene where on they're on the what was it the brooklyn bridge yeah, uh, yeah i found that scene to be very intense because it's like right at the beginning you're not sure what's going to happen i i already knew that the brother was going to die there but you know it's still like a really like you know it's it's kind of like a it's not like a jump scare but it's a really sudden moment in the yeah. movie where he's just like you know he's there and he's calling out to his friends and all of a sudden the hand just comes and smashes the bridge I thought that was like a tentacle. Yeah, it looked like a tentacle. I think. It... <laughs> I think it was its tail. Yeah, but I like so. There's I'm gonna have two points here. Uh, I like first off the way all the actors like react to their friends dying. Um, I think they do a decent job of that. Um, at least some of them do. Um, yeah, some of them. But okay, but going back to the bridge, the main thing is like. Oh, we have to take like you see him in the you know streets like we should we should go to the bridge the Brooklyn Bridge and they point to the Brooklyn Bridge and it's towards the monster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I would pick a different bridge personally. <laughs> There's not just one bridge coming into the Manhattan area or island, right? Well, it could be like very far away. I, I know I get that, but it would take going very far away to a different bridge than hey, let's go to the bridge towards the monster. <laughs> Well, I mean, that that was the evacuation route too. I mean, that's where so everyone was going. So I I guess um, it does make a little sense to get caught up in all that. I just I just yeah. I just I just liked all the chaos that was on that bridge. Like it felt yeah. Like out of all the scenes, like that felt the most real out of all of them. Just people scrambling to get across and yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That was a very good scene. And obviously, there's the classic scene of the monster carrying the. Uh, the Statue of Liberty's head a few blocks to throw it around uh, downtown, you know? <laughs> it's it's still uh, it's still a good scene. I do like how that, you know, because that's like the beginning of the the chaos starts right there. Yeah. You know, the head pops in. Um, um, I like the, like, the subway scene. Like, on one hand, I like it, but on the other hand, like, how stupid are you? <laughs> Looks like they're running away from something. Let's yeah. stand here. 
Yeah, let's just stand here looking. But, like, when she gets bit and they go into, they get out, and then they're in that, like, little trauma center or whatever. I like that scene. That scene felt very chaotic and and real as well as the bridge scene. And then, you know, they take off behind the tarp and she explodes. Yeah, yeah that was. I like how they set that out. That was, like, I thought that was very well done. Yeah, yeah, because you see that one guy beforehand. It's like, oh, we've got another fight. And he's, like, just stomach burst. It's like, one, I want to know what, it, like, does it produce more monsters? Like, or, like, what? How, what's we happening? don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a mystery. It is. And one, on one hand, I like that it's a mystery. I yeah. like that we don't know, like, because they wouldn't know. You know, these just civilians wouldn't get that information. Well, hold on. We see someone also, like, exploding in 10 Cloverfield Lane also. Yeah. I mean, from the same symptoms, symptoms, supposedly, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Spoilers. <laughs> That's the good one. That's the one I need to see. <laughs> uh, what about you, Greedy? What's what's your favorite scene from the movie? I already mentioned the military, even though it was so quick, you know, but not long. Oh, yeah, I yeah. did like the uh, bridge scene. That was a pretty good one. I also like the scenes where they're like trying to like navigate their way through, you know, the city, and then they'll turn around the corner, and there'll be those little monsters, and they're like fighting them off. Uh, the scene where the girl's kind of puking, I think, right? And it was, that that was kind of like, you know, like a cool kind of scene. <laughs> probably not to Tay, though. Tay was probably, like, creamy. Yeah. Um, you know, that actually, that actually reminds me. I, I really like that scene where he's just looking at the TV, and it's showing, like, the little insect things, little minions. <laughs> attacking the Attacking. Guys, I think yeah. that was actually pretty, pretty cool. Uh well, a pretty good scene too. Yeah, because you, you know, because that makes it so that the the characters don't have to be there, but also they are kind of like right there too. And I really like that too because he's looking at the TV and it shows the monster in in this part of the city, like, and then he like goes outside and way. there it is, you know, right there. I thought that was a pretty cool hmm. reveal too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I really like. Uh, yeah, I really like that one scene also where when they're like the guy decides to go after his uh, girlfriend or ex girlfriend whatever she was, and like they're just walking on, along the street and then yeah, and then all of a sudden you see a missile like go between them and then this monster shows up and like just complete chaos erupts all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the scene that I was talking about where military comes in. Yeah. 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 I like. And they're all just kind of like laying under the cars, whatever. <laughs> Even though that's probably not the spot where I want to... I mean, I know they're kind of behind it, but still, I don't think I would want to be behind a car. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anything else to say about uh, Cloverfield? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I guess, guess we're good. All right. Well, I'll start us off, of course, with the final rating and review. Um, I, you know, I, I think that it's a good time capsule movie it's not the best thing ever obviously um it's you know it definitely uh you know doesn't have the best acting in it and um there's some parts where you know it doesn't seem as genuine um but i do like the there's a good setup to the movie it starts you off with the party and kind of just getting to know the characters and then it goes into the more crazy stuff and once you know once once the monster attack starts the movie really kicks off from there and there's a lot of you know really clean and good looking scenes there's a lot of good set pieces and the cgi is pretty good all the way up until the end where they actually show the monster 
Um, and then also, I, I just, I, it's still, it's just so annoying. I just hear the guy's voice in my head constantly just saying, Rob, hey, Rob, we got to get out of here, man. And that just, hey, Rob. Yeah, it just kind of like pulls down the movie uh, a lot for me because of just how annoying he was. Like, not a lot, but, you know, it pulls it down a good amount. Um, but, you know, in the end, I think that it's, it's still a good watch. Um, and I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And uh, you spoke of time capsules, and you know this kind of goes along the same route as uh, 2012. You know, things that could happen, and you know, it's in that genre of like, you know, scaring you know the American people. It was like, oh yeah, this could happen in the future, and people bought into it. They're like, oh my god, you know, aliens are gonna attack, or oh my god, the f- Earth is gonna flood. Anyways, that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, Rob did get really annoying, especially in the beginning. HUD, um, not Rob. What's HUD. that? HUD. HUD. Rob was the guy he was calling out to. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying did. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The guy yelling Rob was yeah. that annoying. And I just, as Yemi said, it's like stuck in my brain. And it's just like, even his, uh, Rob's acting, it was just like, you know, say something you know instead of just kind of walk into the electronic store or you know he's like oh i'm gonna go my own way okay why um but that's not gonna bring the movie down too much for me i'm also gonna give it a three and a half out of five right um for me like said there you know there's some things i pointed out earlier like that just seemed a little unnatural and i'll forgive those just because it is a movie you know and they're just setting it up so if they had, you know, they didn't go the Blair Rich route and say, well, this is legit found footage, because you immediately would be like, well, this is unnatural. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but as a movie, it worked. You know, you had to, you know, tell these, who these, introduce these characters and all that, and it works um, for the movie. Um, yes, there was uh, some annoying acting. HUD, there's so many cringe moments with HUD, like not just his calling Rob, but like when he's hitting on Marlene at the very beginning and in the middle and just oh my gosh, you just want to punch him so bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they kind of sold him as that character. So, like, it was forgivable. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Like I said, the, some of the CGI didn't quite hold, especially in the end, as we've talked about, and that's where it starts to get really, really uh, unbelievable. But overall, I, like I, said, I still enjoy this movie. I definitely would watch it again. So, I'll give it four out of five. So... Um... Yeah, like Tay said, uh, that guy was really annoying, but, you know, he is, that is his character, so I didn't really get too aggravated with his annoyance, uh, you know, just because he is, just playing the part that, you know, that they made him out to be. And the other thing that I didn't really like too much is, like, the overly shakiness sometimes. It just kind of got me all kind of distorted, but, you know, maybe that was the, the purpose of them shaking it as much as they did in the part that they did you know they want people to be kind of like disoriented and be kind of immersed in the chaos which i think this movie does a really good job of just like kind of like drawing you in into the whole experience and like making you feel like you're going through everything that's going on with all these characters and the movie does a very good job of doing that there's so many good scenes here the the moment to moment things that happen just keeps you on the edge of the seat and for me, like when the movie was over, it was like, wow, that it's already over that fast. Uh, I mean, yeah, so the movie's a little bit on the shorter side, but it still felt like it was, you know, it felt went by really quick. 
just for you know for me enjoying it. So yeah, I would have to give it also a four point four out of five. A four point four. Yes, no, that's a four out of five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> four point zero. I thought I heard that right. I was like, wait, what? Well, all right. It sounds um, like we're all pretty, pretty uh, close together on this one. That hasn't happened yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about we were all pretty close with Back to the Future. That's Let's true. Say, yeah. That's true. You're right. You're right. Well, that's just Back to the Future. So, yeah. yeah. All, right. all right. Well, uh, so, Greedy Waffles, what do you got for us? Turn. Yes. <laughs> so hey, I'm actually picking a movie from 2009. So a year later. Hmm. So the movie I'm picking is called Carriers. And the reason I kind of want to watch this is because it's related to the times now. So what is Carriers about? As a lethal virus spreads globally, four friends seek a a refugee plague from heaven. Wait, what? Seek a reputed plague-free heaven. That was weirdly worded. But while having... Well, but while avoiding the infected, the travelers turn on one another. Well, that's a little bit of a spoiler there at the end, I guess. Uh, so the top cast is Chris Pine, Piper Parabu, Lou Taylor Pussy, Poochie, and uh, Emily Van Camp, and a bunch of other people. So I'm a big fan of Emily Van Camp. So, yep, movie about a plague. So You didn't want to pick the, uh, the Minions movie? No, I have never heard of this, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I saw, I forget where and how I heard about. It. I think I was watching TikTok, and it was like, oh, this movie predicted the, you know, coronavirus, and I was just like, huh, I should recommend that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. And sixty percent view or sixty percent rating on, uh, on tomatoes. Oh boy. And I was like, okay. it sounds like since no one's heard of it, it probably didn't do excellent. So it yeah, doesn't be an not. interesting <laughs> conversation for sure. And it is on Amazon. So, oh, and its directors and writers are David Pastor and Alex Pastor. That name sounds familiar. So, yep. All right, carriers. I don't, know, I don't know how shorter. they would sound familiar because they only have four movies to each of their names. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a shorter movie. It's only an hour and twenty-four minutes. Damn, they just oh, they just wow. sneaked by on that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't want to be spoiled, or if you want to join the conversation for Carriers from two thousand nine, make sure you watch that before the next episode premieres in two weeks. That's right, two weeks. Um. So yeah, if you want to get your movie on the fan vote, just remember to. Do all the things I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. We always love getting new recommendations. And yes, this next fan vote will actually be a fan vote. And that always happens. Uh, It's attached to Tay's episode. So um, just go to the promotional link on my Twitter. And the poll will be below that in the replies. All right, y'all. Is there anything else you want to say before we skedaddle? Nope. Uh, No. Good night and good luck. Hey Rob. Hey Rob. <laughs> Rob. 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 All right. Rob. <laughs> I am Yemi the Ferret and I've been here with Rob. Greedy Rob. Rob. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob. <laughs>
Am I next? Kellis. Yeah. Just Rob. Just Rob. <laughs> just Rob. Yep. Just Rob. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Rob. 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 Okay, Rob. <laughs>